When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolin. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. Hi, Fergus. Hi, Paul. Hey. Hi, how are you doing? I'm all right. I keep thinking I should have a better, like, hello than that. I don't know. I just Do you want your own? I've trademarked my hello. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's insured for £500,000. If I lose the, abil- in a, the ability to do that, <laughs> then... Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I know that all Newcastle Natter listeners are on tenterhooks as to whether myself and Paul went to the Oxford game. Did we go to the game, Paul? I think firstly, we should say we had tickets to the game. We did manage to arrange the tickets. <laughs> but no, we didn't go. We didn't go. What a cock up. It was, it was so stressful for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't listen last, last week, uh, a Newcastle Natter listener very kindly offered to uh, get hold of some tickets for us. Uh, you know, at face value. It was such a nice gesture. And we took him up on it. And uh, the Oxford game looked like a good one to go to. So he bought the tickets. Uh, Dave, you gave him my address. I don't understand how you became the middleman, but that that's what happened. Dave yeah. gave uh, this anonymous helper uh, my address. Um, in case you're wondering why he's anonymous, I think it's because he doesn't want Newcastle United Football Club to know that it's, it's a bit it's a bit dodgy. I don't know. Yeah. I understand. Or maybe it's, it's just a good Samaritan. I still think it might be like Fight Club, where he's actually another part of Dave's personality. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he bought the tickets. We've seen a photograph of the tickets. <laughs> he posted the tickets to my house. I was in all day. It got to a point. The postman came. The tickets weren't there. I was like, hmm, what's going on? He gave us the reference number. It turned out 
that the tickets were in Camberwell. We were able to track the order. The tickets were in my area of London. That there was some Royal Mail cock-up to do with the address, something, which meant that those tickets ended up going, returning to sender. It was, like, so close. (laughs) But quite a good result in the end. I can't tell you how (laughs) delighted I was when I checked the score on Saturday afternoon (laughs) to find that we lost 3-0 to Oxford United. I mean, what a bullet we dodged there, (laughs) Paul. I was so pleased. I mean, it sounds like it was all kicking off in the, the stands as well. There were quite yeah. a, a few young lads um, shoving and shouting and stuff. I think it's just partly that they can't handle their beer. But also, it was obviously a very, very first frustrating um, game. I saw a bit of that on Twitter. I saw some footage of them kicking off. My My weekend has been spent almost entirely on Twitter. And because of who I follow and and my and what I'm worried about 90% of what I was looking at was like America is undergoing a fascist coup what the fuck are we going to do and it was intermixed with a little bit of fucking Mitrovic he can't (laughs) 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 can he not take a chance Um, both good points though both good points and equally important so um so yeah what what was it they were just kicking off were they kicking off about the standard of newcastle's play um i don't know it it might be the from what it looked like is there were two young lads um having an argument about something and as it tends to be there's quite there's a couple of polarizing figures in the in the team that we played so we had Matt Sells in goal and we had Mitrovic up front and both of them are quite divisive there are some people who think that Sells needs game time and needs to needs to play and there's no point in getting on <laughs> can't leave many of them left surely no I, I hey I'm, I'm guessing and the other is Mitrovic and Mitrovic I'm firmly with the belief that he needs to play more and uh, needs game time and stuff but there's other people who are just no he's fucking shit get rid so, so you know so you know when um people always say you know like when we when we, we sit in history at school or we watch films about second world war and we say you know what would I have done if that was going on in the world <laughs> their answer would be I had an argument about Matt Sells <laughs> in the stands at Oxford United. Amazing. Yeah. I can't, like, how could, oh, that's just really funny to me that like, yeah. that an argument about that could get physical. It's hard to imagine oh. like a full on fist fight where one person's shouting, he needs more game time. He's <laughs> <laughs> a liability. <laughs> It would just boil down to like one player, one one supporter giving you know calling the the player worse than shit, and the other playing the other supporter saying, "Oh, just fucking support him, you fucking knacker." Yeah, and then, I think oh, the you people that, a knacker? Oh, you're a knacker. No, you're a knacker. The people that like, end up fighting at football could be put in any situation and end up having the same yeah. result. I would say. <laughs> what do you mean you have Bernier sauce on your steak? It's got to be pepper <laughs> on your brick. <laughs> 
Uh, but the game yeah. itself was shit, and um, I all I could keep up to date with was um, the like Twitter and highlights, like you know, um, match of the day kind of shit, and it was terrible. I there, mean, there were a lot of changes, uh, nine changes, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine changes. But there was also I don't know why Findlay was dropped. Unless he's picked up a knock or something, because he, he had a good outing against um, Birmingham. He, he was, you know, he was decent. Curtis, Curtis Good, Good came a, in for his first competitive game since 2013, I think. Yeah, and, and I saw people saying he, he won, that's maybe Rafa yeah. making a point to the board, but I don't think you can. You can't use the cup games to make that point and then also maintain that you're still taking the cup seriously. I've nothing against well, not fair, taking the cup seriously because I think we have got bigger issues this season. Yeah, I was I was going to say that Rafa Benitez specifically said that if we're going to get through these rounds of the cups, like the early rounds of the cups, we're going to do it with the squad. And he, you know, he's he said that before the game. He said that before the game against Birmingham as well. And the the team that that took the field against Oxford should have been enough to get through. Um, if we hadn't had although, a liability up front, Dave, you can't finish. <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I defend Mitrovic more than most, and I think he had a he had a stinker. And I think that um, I can understand why he started. And it was just one of those games where he was misfiring up front. I mean, the, the one of several. That, yeah, and then, See, I think then Mitrovic had a to really you good game. Mitrovic to you has become like CM de Jong to me, where you can't <laughs> see the whole the wood yeah. for the trees now. Well, I'm gonna I'll sit somewhere in the middle because, I mean, I only saw the highlights. I mean, but despite him missing the penalty, the run to to earn the penalty was fantastic, and mm. it displayed. But. All those abilities that he has, you know. Am I right in thinking? Was he not meant to be taking the penalty? Wasn't somebody? No, else he was the nominated. Duty? Was he definitely? Yeah, he was. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It was either Lee Ryder or like the journalist from the Chronicle, or Chris Wolf or one of the others up there. Um, they said that he, they they checked afterwards and he was the nominated penalty taker. And if you look at everybody else on the pitch, I mean, it's not going to be Perez. It's not going to be. Lazar, it's not you know it. Mm. It was pretty much him or no. It's not going to be Bar Lazar. So um, I get the feeling I'd like to see Lazar take a penalty. I reckon it'd be like Stuart Pearce. I reckon it'd be hammer it. I reckon reckon it'd be a thunderbolt. Yeah, you've got to say though, it was. It's one of those penalties that you know it was low, hard, um, going into the side netting. It was a it was a decent penalty. I don't know about that, Dave. I think you're reimagining what you saw. (laughs) It wasn't going into the side netting, Dave. It was going into the middle of the goal almost. It it wasn't an easy save, but it wasn't a good penalty. It wasn't going into the middle of goal. That's what I was going to get to. No, but the middle between the middle of the side netting. (laughs) All right. Any penalty that's missed isn't a good penalty, but I think it was a good save. And if if the keeper hadn't guessed the right side we would have said, oh, that's a good penalty. So he does deserve criticism for missing the chances that came to him for standing on the ball and falling on his ass. He does deserve criticism for um, not scoring the penalty. But the the problem we had wasn't up front, really. It was at the back because the three goals we conceded were 
comical defending and yet again bad keeping from Matt Sells and I'm not shifting all the blame onto him because the whole team takes responsibility but Matt Sells I don't know we said it before I I think the only way he's going to rebuild his career is if he leaves on loan or permanently because it's not going to happen at Newcastle United it's certainly not with Rob Elliott coming back yeah I think Elliott wasn't fit was he or was it because I was wondering why Elliott didn't play as well I was assuming he wasn't fit but he's he's been back in training yeah, well, I was just—I can't. I was just looking, and there's a lot of rumours about Rob Elliott leaving uh, in this window. So, if Rob yeah. Elliott goes, then one assumes Matt Sells is still our number two, um, oh, which would imply well, he'd be playing right that. back. Yeah. But what's interesting is that. Do you get the joke, Paul? I didn't hear you. I just okay, agreed. it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Carry Sorry, did I, did I crash your punchline? No, it was dog shit. It's fine. Okay. Um, Tim Kroll's not played a single game for Ajax, and they've said that he can go back or come back to Newcastle. So um, we might have Darlow, Sells, Elliot, and Kroll at the, at the club, and that's not re- that's not a good idea. We should just You don't need four keepers who can do a job in the championship. Mm-hmm. You well, barely were, need two, to be honest. Sorry, there were rumours of Chelsea being in for Darlow for eight million as well this week. But I think we there were rumours of every keeper leaving apart from the one we patently need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a shit game. It was a shit performance. Um, I don't. I, I understand why he made all the changes, and he made similar similar amount of changes, and we got past Birmingham City, but. Just defensive lapses cost us, and well, fuck it, we're still going to go up. Yeah, we weren't the, the only. We weren't the only good team to get beaten by lower opposition no. in this round of the cup. And there is a growing trend of people say that if you get if your second string gets knocked out, then it shows the lack of depth. But with a lot of bigger teams now, the second string aren't at the club; they're out on loan. And yeah. this player, mind you, I say players like Ivan Tony or Adam Armstrong, but they wouldn't be getting in ahead of Mitrovic or nope. Perez necessarily. Nope. So no. it's still, our second string we put out was strong enough to beat that Oxford United team. But you will it say, you know, a, a couple of years ago, we were all complaining about uh, Pardew not fielding strong teams in the cup hmm. and Carver and whoever, but uh, this is just a running trend, not only at this club. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's sad though. I mean, like under this... Chris Hooten, though, we did the same in the cup when we were trying to come up from the championship, and I think it was the right decision then. I think the circumstances of this season are different. Under mm-hmm. Pardew, it was always frustrating because we'd be sort of bottom half of the Premier League, not looking like we we're in massive relegation danger, and still dropping everyone. Probably yeah. the right decision, but it's a shame. Yeah, yeah it just hurts like... a bit, and I think it, I think it it um, exacerbates the the concerns people have about not making any signings yet. Because now people are looking mm. at the, the the second string as it is and saying, "Well, they can't even get past Oxford United, so we definitely need to strengthen." Which well, is unfair. Really, we don't need as... Nine new players. Yeah, I think it's unfair to make that many. You can't make a judgment on the second string when you make eight or nine changes like Mm. if you look at previous games whenever a a kid comes in normally it's around the first team and you get to see how they'll actually slot in it makes much more sense to figure out the depth of your squad by making four maybe five changes tops because otherwise the 
they're going to be a full team that's never come close to playing together before. So it's, yeah. it's so much harder. You don't get a really good impression of what your reserves are like. Mm-hmm. And it was a different system as well. I mean, we were playing with wing backs and three at the back instead of uh, uh, 4-4-1-1, which is the, the norm. He's tried that out a couple of times. Has it worked yet? This win back. We got thing. past Birmingham. Yeah, that was that's pretty much it. Well, we um, had a decent striker in that game, though, Dave. Daryl Murphy. <laughs> do you think? Actually, this is the point. Do you think Daryl Murphy would be our second choice striker now, or still third behind Mitrovic? I'll say, on form, certainly. Yeah, on form, you've got to go with Murphy. Which is a shame because I, I still think there's lots of potential, but we can't really. I mean, it's the I same with Mbemba. Like I think Mitrovic and Mbemba were the two players where we thought before this season, can't wait to see what they do in the championship. And they've yeah. both had varying degrees of chances and not impressed really. Yeah. Well, there's, there's rumours just taken on from Mbemba. There's rumours that. Um, as part of the the loan deal that we're trying to strike for Townsend, there's rumours that Mbemba is going to go in the other direction on loan. Um, but I, I don't think that's a good idea um, because if Lascelles get injured or Clark gets injured, we're down to Lascelles and Hanley or Clark and Hanley. And I think we need a third. Uh, sorry, like a, I think we need yeah. like four, four centre backs that can. St- stride into that team is what we need at this level whether they I think fancy that. there is the option of dumb it i suppose i can't imagine they think findley off the basis of one game they've seen no. enough to think he's cover but i think paul dummett can do a job at center back that's a good call yeah. but i, I would have thought with Mbemba's wages as well there's a there's probably a good argument for your third possibly fourth choice center back shouldn't be earning as much as Mbemba probably is so listen, uh, what we're going to do right now, because we're, we're straying into a rambling conversation about all Newcastle United, yeah. and, and why not? And long may that continue. But may it continue after this break. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Welcome back (laughs) to the Newcastle Natter. How was your break, Dave? Was, uh, I just spent it all chuckling at that beautiful link. Yeah, it was perfect broadcasting. And that's why yeah. whatever that sponsor was paid the big bucks. <laughs> it's those kind of links. So, yeah, it seems like there's not going to be much done in the transfer market. I mean, it'd be funny no. if, like, suddenly we bought, like, seven players tomorrow. Yeah. They, the... Uh, Somebody pointed out on Twitter today, like, good luck to Sky Sports News trying to make this transfer deadline day exciting. Unless it all suddenly kicks off. It's been the, the most, across the board, the most underwhelming transfer window 
I can remember. It's been fun to watch David Moyes just signing his ex-players. For yeah. <laughs> I saw an Everton fan on Twitter today saying like they don't know what to do when they play Sunderland next because they'll have to applaud every player when the team sheets are read out. <laughs> there was a proper reunion of about five or six players there. Well, he did that at Man United as well. Was it just Fellaini he brought? I think he tried possibly to he get tried to get He tried to get Leighton Baines. I yeah. Think. Maybe he like only knows 15 footballers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there, ha- there hasn't been many transfers in the, um, in the championship at all. I mean, Brighton, Leeds, none of them have really strengthened. Um, I think uh, Reading have bought a player from like Stour Bucharest or somewhere. So, But there's, everybody seems to be, I don't know, maybe waiting until the final day just to see if there's any cards that suddenly become available but George Colkin of the Times who's normally pretty reliable and doesn't really put his neck out unless he's sure of it says that it's Townsend or nothing and the stumbling block seems stumbling block seems to be with Townsend that it's a two million pound loan fee on top of a like an obligation to buy if we go up for 13 million and the stumbling block seems to be we just want him on loan and then we'll see how we go in the summer um and I, I agree with that because I think Townsend will absolutely, yeah, he'll tear up the, the championship. He'll be fantastic. And we'll, if we sign him, I'd put us odds on as to be champions. But like tying yourself down to a £15 million outlay when we don't know what our circumstances are going to be like, yeah. when, like when and if we go up. Do we have an option we, to buy um, Atsu? I think we do. I'm sure it's been reported in the past that we do. Yeah, I think it's. I've I've heard it's somewhere between like somewhere like eight million ish, and eight million pound for Christian Atsu in this current climate is pretty good, to be honest. That sounds I think really he's good got, for, to me. Mm. Yeah, I think he's got got a lot of potential, and I think I don't know. I just like I like to watch him play. I think he's really exciting footballer. I like Atsu, and mm. uh, Townsend doesn't seem to have had a good season thus far. No, no. So, no. but I can't. I think somebody will have to blink first. I don't think Palace want to hold on to Townsend. Allardyce clearly doesn't like him. The fans don't like Townsend already. Mm. That's sort of already gone bitter beyond. I think any sort of reparable stage. I think it's it's not really the sort of climate where you can be like really cheap, though. You've just got to sort yeah. of accept. If you want a half decent winger, you're going to have to pay for them probably over what is reasonable you're just gonna have to accept that mate it's like it's like trying to buy a a house in london i know what you mean you just got to accept there's not many other clubs coming in for andros townsend and he's not going to be on nothing wages wise i think i could see palace towards the end of tomorrow maybe selling him i think he'll come but i don't know if mbemba will go the other way I hope he does join us on loan. And look, even even if he comes on loan and then we we're obligated to buy him in the future, then and it's not ideal, but fine. Because, like I say, if he joins, the the joy he will have running against you know, Barnsley and stuff like that, he will have a fucking well, field day. Yeah, well, so you you say that, but that's what we were saying about Mitrovic in the championship. But we'll see. I Although, think that was, to go back I, to Mitrovic is, is like scoring record. 
in terms of minutes to goals isn't can't be that bad this it's season. It's not really. too bad for us actually. No. But here's something to cheer us up after Saturday's terrible result and um the collapse of Western democracy. Um <laughs> Do you remember Musa Sissoko? <laughs> <laughs> because our uh, our technician, Ollie, um said to us as we came in and we were trying to remember whether there was much going on in the transfer market he, he said you can have Sissoko back if you want <laughs> I don't think we'd take he's him he's a Spurs fan by the way I don't think we'd take no. him it's so funny 30 million pounds <laughs> and it, did he play against Wickham the game that Spurs nearly lost I think he came on didn't he towards the end yeah yeah <laughs> it's like he's become what did you say some Spurs fan said he is their worst ever signing bro. yeah one of my friends is a Spurs fan thinks he's their worst ever signing and considering that's a club that signed Sergei Rebrov for yeah. however much at the time he's so funny it does seem like a player you know like how you have players f- from the 90s or whatever who were who were clearly bought from like one championships like yeah you remember like Paborski Man United bought yeah. Paborski and it felt like that he was from Euro 96 yeah. you've got players like that it feels like Sissoko was bought purely from the <laughs> Euros but he wasn't playing in some far off European league he was playing yeah. in the Premier yeah. League all season like you could have scouted him <laughs> yeah. yeah all you needed to do was look at Twitter I think Spurs <laughs> probably looked at him in the Euros and thought we like the look of that Sissoko. Who does he play for? Oh, Newcastle. Oh, they've got another Sissoko as well, which we'll, we'll take one of that. We'll take the one who played for France. I think there's an argument that they may have genuinely thought there were two. Not really, but yeah. He is so, awful now. Yeah, so that's Good. something to cheer us up. So, oh, another thing, another sort of dodged bullet to cheer us up, because I can't remember if it was the last window or the one before, we were after Ross McCormack. From Fulham, and have you heard oh, yeah. about him recently? Go on. So he's not. He didn't turn up for training for Villa because he said his fence or his gate out the front of his house, the electric one, was broken, so he couldn't get his car out. Steve Bruce <laughs> visited his house, climbed over the gate to confront him, and it's just it's all <laughs> fallen apart for him at Villa. And there was talk of Fulham taking him back. And then the Fulham players revolted and said, we don't want Ross McCormick back. And that's the player we Jesus. were apparently after. So that's we, really fun. we do so dodge like, the odd bullet. That feels like the Aston Villa plot has jumped the shark. Yeah. It's like Steve Bruce climbing over. And I think for all the, the upsets and disappointments like this weekend, we have to look at teams like Villa who came down with us and think, We've, we're doing pretty well compared to what could have happened. Okay, so we've got... Two fixtures before the next podcast. Both of them at home. First one is on Wednesday night. It's on Sky Sports. Eee. And it's Get again. In. And it's on those West London hoops. <laughs> QPR. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to you there. Uh, what do you reckon? We hammered them away earlier in the season. Was it 6-0? Oh, yeah. That's or? when yeah. yeah, that's when Shelby scored that unbelievable uh curved shot from mm. outside the box i watched it with my father-in-law is that a curveball <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, a, a beautiful goal. i would say i think the best goal my favorite goal so far this season 
but there's Ooh. been a couple of good ones of other ones anyway so yeah i mean i'm i'm i think i'm going to i think i will be optimistic because i it was a cup game on saturday yeah with nine changes we're going to yeah. be back at home we've, we've already got, battered qpr we've got two players coming back from the african cup of nations as well great we've got diarme and is it atsu coming back no, it's in Bemba. Bemba, that's because okay, Atsu well. sent out a little tweet um, celebrating his victory and, and mentioning that he won a bet against Mbemba. Oh, so, nice. Well, yeah. uh, well, Diame was great before he went off, so let's hope he hasn't caught some kind of Ebola. Hell, <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. That's that. That sounds dodgy, but it's not. It's not a dodgy joke. You know, it's, it's a serious thing, isn't it? Let's hope that he's. Sorry, apologies. That was off colour. Sorry. Well, I, f- I fancy us to to beat them. We've won five out of the last six games we played against them, and we've kept a clean sheet in six of the last eight against them at home. They've got like they're not great up front. There's only one team that scored fewer goals than they have in the league, so. If we score, I fancy us to win and win by a couple of goals at least. Uh, especially if just we've give got... us a just give us a scoreline, Dave. <laughs> Jesus, it's a bit rude. Two nil. Two nil. Sorry, <laughs> I, can, I can just hear the next podcast outside. Um, <sighs> Paul, what's your prediction? Three uh, nil. Three nil. Yeah. Um, I'll go 2-1. I am looking forward to Diarme coming back because he was looking good before. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back for the game, though. So we're just looking at it. Uh, Right, yeah, sure. And then on Saturday, we've got Derby County. Steve McLaren back at St. James's. Return of the Mac. Do you think he'll get a round of applause? (laughs) 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 Do you know something? He'll just be like indifference because he he was shit but we didn't really nobody really hated him did they they just no. appreciated that he was but shit he was I, think like, um, I think it's more like if you walk past an Indian takeaway that you used to go to and you've since found a much better one you don't really you're not going to rub it in he's going to be like oh, <laughs> god I used to eat from you <laughs> he's just, just slinging pakoras at them <laughs> he was just like a divorced dad <laughs> Who had us for Saturday on Saturdays? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and he was just—you have to spend time with him on Saturdays. <laughs> but he always just did shit stuff with you. He is a weekend dad. He was just like <laughs> took you to Winter Wonderland. <laughs> um. So, sorry. What what would be your prediction day for Saturday? And feel feel free to. Feel free to give me more than a scoreline. Sorry, I feel bad. I cut you off before. That's fine. Um, they're doing better in the league under McLaren, but they're still, you know, it's under McLaren. I'd still fancy us to beat them, but it won't be as I won't be as comfortable as QPR. I think it'll be maybe it's one nil, maybe two one, something like that. It'll be closer because they're a better outfit now. But um, one bit thing is, Will Hughes went off in their. Um, in their, it was a cup game, wasn't it? They went off. Yeah, he went Friday off injured. Night, they were on. Into- uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he that's went it. off injured, and he's he can be integral to them. So 
Well, they had oh, that right. Darren Bent own goal, didn't they? Oh, yeah, which was <laughs> oh, incredible. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, one of those would be good. And they've got Kevin Phillips on the coaching staff, so there's some... Uh-huh. Th- there's some... Needle. Needle. Uh, so, yeah, what's your, just give me a score line. Uh, 1-0. 1-0, okay. Paul. Paul. I think if anyone can get an underwhelming performance out of Newcastle at St. James's, it's Steve McLaren. I think we'll... I think we'll lose 1-0. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go... And it, Old school. I'm going to go for 1-1 one, one and Steve McLaren being really, really happy about that. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing that wild celebration. But when he's happy, he doesn't smile, so how will you know? It's only, he only smiles when he's upset with the performance, when he's being in. The little yeah, cross on front of his yeah. hair just flaps up if he's, if he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he seemed always seemed like fundamentally a nice man, but troubled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I will. I'll leave it there. Thank you very much, uh, Dave Watson. Cheers, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much, and thank you to you, the Newcastle listener, the Newcastle Natter listener. Thank you. Oh, that was such a terrible <laughs> ending. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.